Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh yeah, baby. Oh, baby. It's time to settle down. Settle down. Listen to the soothing sound. Oh yeah, This? Oh my god, this? Oh yeah, this. Oh yeah, this. He's on a roll. Hello, and welcome back to On a Roll, where we take an unhealthy obsession in an actor's filmography. My name is Tom, <laughs> and I've made myself laugh. And joining me as ever is... It's Emma. Hello, hello. Hi. Hello, we're Back. We're back and we're bitches. badder than ever. <laughs> back and we're badder and better, you beautiful <laughs> bastards. I'm so impressed that you remembered like what you say at the start because it was like it was all brand new to me. After two weeks, it's like I've just forgot. I've forgotten, okay. haven't I? What can I say? It's just, it's ingrained in my very being. It's like riding it's a bike. It's one of those things that I can just do on autopilot now. I love you that. Know? It's just, I... I'm actually not present for it. Your um, soul leaves your body. I'm thinking about what I'm having for tea. I'm mm. thinking about someone else, you know. What are you having for tea? Uh, I don't actually know. Don't, oh. don't know. Undecided. I, I, am, um... I am, am having it after this recording. But um... Oh, lovely. Yeah, me too. I'm going to make a chilli, I think. Do like a chilli. Oh, I do like a, do like a chilli. But I was a little bit hungry before I came upstairs. So I saw, I had a look at what was in the fridge and Luke, my partner, went to a barbecue yesterday and said host of the barbecue made him some vegan fake meats. Well, I cooked them. Mm. So there's some like leftover vegan sausages in the fridge and I decided to just pluck one out cold and just have a little munch on it because I wanted a snack and it was so chewy like, so chewy. I don't know if meaty sausages are really chewy when they're cold, but wow. Um, it was a workout for my I don't jaw. Know. This this is a story that I can't believe I'm about to tell on this podcast. <laughs> oh my God. It's, <laughs> but, I'm scared, but go off. Oh, I realise the context of talking about sausages chewy and me saying sausages. about a story to tell <laughs> is a bad one. But um, I've recently been on some dating apps. Yeah. And um, I've been talking to this young lady. <laughs> I say young, she's my age. How old is she, Tom? <laughs> she's my age, 26. And um, she, I'm just, I'm just, I think I've told her that I've got a podcast. So, oh, hi. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's been going well. Oh, okay, um, nice. How we've, been, you? we've had a common interest. You know, she likes Tim Minchin. I mm-hmm. like Tim Minchin. Talking yeah. about music, comedy, all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Great, you know, bit back and forth. Mm. Nice. And then... The other day, just randomly, she went, oh, by the way, uh, do you eat meat? It's a bit a bit of a deal breaker for me, so I just thought I'd ask, full stop. Oh. <laughs> I haven't replied yet. Just lie. <laughs> I can't lie. Just lie and She'll then find go, out. go vegan overnight or veggie or whatever. But I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm 
guess where this is where it ends. Oh um, no! I mean, I'm not I'm not heavily emotionally invested, but it was just just came out of nowhere. God, you know wow! I mean? Yeah, you think that she would have it in her bio or or whatever on well, the so, dating app? Right. So it does say on the dating app that she is vegan. No, but I thought uh, she would have that. It's a deal breaker for her. And it says, what are you looking for? And she says, hopefully someone a bit veggie slash vegan, happy-go-lucky like me or something like that. Um, I'm really identifying this person. Um, (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hello, young vegan lady. I too am vegan. We could Um, be friends, but I don't think I'll ever meet you now because of Tom. (laughs) um, (laughs) Wow. Have I come across like a dickhead? No, no, no. Uh, No. Okay. Okay. Maybe (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm bit, joking. Yeah. No, you didn't. Um, so I was just going to ask you, what is? obviously you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. um, but would that be a deal breaker for you? Do you know what? It's interesting you bring this up, Tom, because I've had this very conversation with two of my fellow vegan friends um, over the last few days. So no, uh, when I met Luke, he ate meat and he was like a Papa John's extra, extra large, all the meats, meat sweats, pizza kind of gal. Mm. Gal? He's a guy. Kind of guy. <laughs> um, no, we don't, we don't assume here, you know. I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's it was, it wasn't like, I didn't love the fact that he used to like sweat pepperoni, but I was like, am I willing to die alone? No, I'm not. And, um, I was speaking to my friend Harriet about it. She won't mind me mentioning it. Um, and she was kind of saying, should it be a deal breaker? And I think that when you get to the point with someone where you like them that much, and if you want to look at moving in together anyway, you'll just end up eating the same things anyway. And that's exactly what happened with me and Luke. Like when we lived apart for two years, Luke he ate I. meat. Luke and I, <laughs> he I ate meat. I don't know that that was correct. I but. was veggie. And then when we moved in together, we just ate the same things anyway. So I just think that you're going to struggle, especially around here, which isn't a very vegan town. Um, to mm. find a guy that's veggie or vegan who's also a really nice person. So personally, young lady, I don't think it should be a deal breaker because, you know, you never know. Well, here's the thing though. So I'm, I'm not sure that I know this. Is your veganism, does that stem from a moral standpoint or like you just don't like meat or um, animal products? It's a moral thing. I just don't. Right. I don't find it. I don't. I don't feel comfortable eating dairy and stuff. Because so that's that's, yeah. a, that's that's interesting to me that then it isn't a deal breaker. Yeah, but that's because I don't f- I don't personally like to push my beliefs on other people. Right. And I just feel like everyone has their own reasons for doing certain things or behaving a certain way or, you know, I'm not going to be that person that tells you so, what you should so eat. So would you would you date someone with opposing political beliefs to yours? Um Hello and welcome to On a Roll, the politics podcast. I don't know. It's it's hard We're to say. We're t- tackling hard-hitting social issues <laughs> we one are. week at a time. We are. It's hard to say because I, I never have. What I will say is I used to be very politically vocal when I was a bit younger and less jaded by the world. And when I met Luke, he didn't really have much of an opinion on it all. But I wasn't like mm. one of them people who was like, you're a fucking scumbag if you don't have a strong opinion on it. But now like... I'm 26 and I've just realised that it doesn't matter what you do, everything's shit anyway. I've just given up and I feel much better for it. Right. So I suggest so you're everyone does you that. Would, you would date a stinking dirty Tory? Um, <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's interesting though, isn't it? It is, um, yeah. No. 
Yeah, I just, don't know. Just food for thought there. It is food for thought. Um, Vegan whether that food, food is <laughs> If that food is meat-free, it's up to you. Yeah. Um, um, if it's made with clove, cloves, chickpeas, yeah, what am yeah. I talking about? Cloves, I know the vegan cloves. foods. I just think that if you like someone a lot, like certain things you can work on. <laughs> anyway, um, I thank you for unmatching me, um, <laughs> young lady. Um, it was good while it lasted. So... <laughs> Should we tell people what this podcast is about? Yeah, yeah, we shall. So this podcast isn't about <laughs> veganism, dating, or politics. It's actually about films, would you believe? Um, we basically, on this podcast, we pick one actor per season and we go through all their filmography and given media, etc. in order. And we talk about it. Um, so season one was Robert Pattinson, season two was Ryan the Goose Gosling, and we are currently, on season three, watching everything by Zoe Saldana. Correct. Now, yeah, this week we have watched three films of varying lengths. Mm-hmm. Um, a short film, I say short film, it's like, it's just a funny internet video. Really? Use the word C- funny pretty loosely. Called Idiots, mm-hmm. Losers, and Burning Palms. Palms. Um, not entirely sure which order they came out in, but should we kick things off with Idiots, seeing as it's like literally three minutes long? Yeah. It's just a funny or die sketch, isn't it? Yeah. It's like three minutes long. It's what, Zoe Saldana and is it Kate Beckinsale or someone like that? Is that who it is? I think so. I, I felt certain that the other person was famous, but I didn't recognize them. Yeah. The, the IMDb in my brain didn't go ding, ding, ding. No, but I think I Googled it, but that was a couple of Tell you who is in it. Tell you who the fuck is in it is um, Greggy Grunberg who was mentioned in our last episode because he's J.J. Abrams' um, Lucky Charm oh, in yeah. every J.J. Abrams film. H- who should be at the bar in this film but him? In this film. In this film. In this so short video. The concept is Zoe Saldana and this other woman, <laughs> whomstever she may be, attractive lady. I think it's Kate Probably. Walk into this bar and he's like, wow, they're really fit. And then the bar tender the waitress, whatever you choose to call her. <laughs> She's like, oh, but they're idiots. And he's like, oh, why do why do women always get threatened by attractive women and have to insult their intelligence? Mm. And then he goes over to them and they basically ripped off the Haribo advert. Yeah, they just have a baby, well, like kids' voices, like in a talking track over it, don't they? And they're just speaking like toddlers. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's literally just like the Haribo advert, isn't it, where they're... They're talking and they're just imitating children. And then, no, it's not really that funny. I mean, I guess maybe at the time, it was probably a bit of a fresh bit. Yeah. When you've, when you've seen about five years worth of adverts. Yeah, and I feel like they've started thing. doing it in other adverts as well. I can't remember which ones, but it didn't do anything yeah. for me. I didn't even so much as scoff. I didn't even titter. Nothing. Did you not even, did you not even have an exhale through the nose? The- <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I that. didn't. Wow. I didn't even think that was funny. Yeah, and then it, oh, and then at the end, just to flip it on its head, two guys, really attractive guys, come in, and the the bartender she swoons over them, and he's like, "Oh, but they're idiots." And then they talk like children as well, and she's in love with them. 
even it, though they sound like idiots. Sound I didn't like know children. if that was meant to be some sort of like hilarious plot twist or something. Um, I think it was just like that they're both as bad as each other because they both they're both still in love with them because they're attractive and not because even but they sound like children. So deep. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, it's just just one of those. I don't think we'd bother giving it a rating. No. Just a bit of media that she's in. Just a bit of tat. <laughs> bit of tat, innit? Bit so, tat. Should we kick off then by talking about losers? Yeah, let's. Yeah. Yes, let's. Let's bloody well um, do it. What's this film about then? Um. Oh my God, I literally watched it like a few days ago and I've already forgot. It's about Negan from The Walking Dead, who I love. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I completely forgot his name. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's the one. Um, he's really cool. They're in. He runs like a U.S. elite forces kind of A-team. operation. Yeah, the A team. Um, and at the start of the film, um, one thing leads to another. They're trying to extract some kids from like a terrorist sort of situation in some foreign country. They put them Not all in a helicopter, um, and they get the the helicopter gets blown up and all the kids die so they whoever did it is going to frame this special ops team for killing all these kids or whatever so they go off grid and then a mysterious woman zoe saldana approaches them and she's like i can help you get revenge on the guy that did this you just have to help me max max what a yeah. threatening name the least threatening villain ever like he's so camp max He's so camp. Um, but yeah, that's basically what it's about. Um, and it was really enjoyable. Yeah, really I enjoyable. enjoyed it. It's based, based on a comic book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is interesting because it's got a lot of comic book film actors in it. Yeah. One in particular who we're both big fans of. So my first note is surprise Chris Evans. Yeah, I had no idea he was in this. Chris Evans is in this Captain America playing a very un-Captain America role. Yeah, he's just playing some absolute chad. <laughs> this is this is pre-Captain America. I mean, we shouldn't be amazed that like, he's an actor. Um, so, of course, he can play these different roles. But, yeah, he's like just the shit-talking guy who thinks he's a hit with the ladies, but he's not. He um, was a lot more like Human Torch. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. And he had the worst hair I've ever seen. And, a, and facial hair. Mm, just looked awful. <laughs> yeah. Really bad. But I think that was part of the character. Yeah, part of the bit. Then there's Idris Elba as well. Yep, big fan. With the w- really bad American accent, might I say. But it's, well, this is the thing. People like credit him with having a great American accent. Nah, Because I think shit. he was like... The first thing that he was in that he was big in was The Wire. Mm, um, it wasn't good but, in this, though. No. No. And so, who else is there? Oh, we had one of the other team members whose name I cannot remember for the life of me. I can't remember. They've all got nicknames. But um, one of the team members is played Zoe Saldana's brother in Death at a Funeral. Oh, is which... it like Pooch or something, the character's yes, name? Yes, Pooch. Pooch. Oh, good old Pooch. Good old Pooch. Yeah, Poochy baby. Pooch. Yeah, he he was yeah. the brother who, who was dealing people drugs in Death at a Funeral. Yeah. Um, which... Be honest with you, did not realise until I looked at I was like reading the cast and trivia after the fact yeah. watching the film. Um and then there's like a sniper one. Um Completely <laughs> forgot who that was. Uh I can't remember. Chris Evans is like the tech one. 
Yeah, the, the hacker man. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's the leader man. And then uh, Idris Elba is like the the heavy, I guess. And the I'm, sniper's I'm not sure who... like a really mysterious Hispanic guy. Yeah, He doesn't yeah. say a whole lot. I, I don't know what pooch, what role Pooch plays. Is he the, the driver? Does he drive the helicopter? I think so, yeah. He must be like the vehicle man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and typical, so, typical yeah. roles, yeah. Well, it's interesting because the director said he was attracted to this film by the realistic nature of the comic. Re- re- uh, realistic? He, he said, what appealed to me about The Losers was that it's in... It wasn't the typical superhero with superpowers thing. It's based on real characters, realistic characters, and based in reality. Where now, does he live? If you watch this film, it is the most schlocky, generic, like, gung-ho the action, action film, film that yeah. you've ever watched. Like, over-the-top, overblown explosions and action. The, especially the end. Like, the end, obviously, we'll get to it, but was the most just, like... With the car flipping over and the plane and uh, the explosions, like there is nothing realistic about that. It's about as realistic as Fast and Furious Eight. There's like also so Max, the supervillain. Yeah. He his thing is that he is developing or selling snooks, <laughs> right? And a snook, snook I'd, dog. Maybe this is a real thing. I'm gonna before before I rip into this. Snook doggy dog. What does it mean again? Small it's nukes. A su- it's a supersonic nuke. Oh. Right? And I think, or Urban Dictionary saying it, it's a suitcase nuke. Oh, no, 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 no. That's something else. Oh, God, <laughs> what? A snook. A suitcase nuke designed to fit in a woman's sniz. S- what's a sniz? <laughs> Vagina love bucket. Oh. To be used in a sentence... All the strippers flashed us was a tad of sniz. <laughs> I promise you, I have never heard it called a sniz before. Were you jizzing my sniz? Ugh. Ugh. I don't remember any discourse in this film being about it's a nuke that fits up your vagina. No, it's it's definitely not. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, this is just... Um, Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary. Anyway, All reliable. It's a, it's a, it's a nuke. Or a nuclear bomb that uses supersonic sound waves wow. to cause its damage, as opposed to nuclear fusion or fission or whatever. Yeah. So it it has the same devastation as a nuke, is a lot smaller, and doesn't create biohazard, oh. hazardous material. Okay. It, you saw him blow up that island, right? Yeah. The whole like, thing. It literally, like, sunk down into on the itself, sea. Yeah. yeah. So highly realistic. Yeah. We we all have um we're all on the verge of nuclear war at the moment in real life. Um <laughs> such a stupid word. Snook. Snook. It sounds like someone saying they like they caught they um they snook. S- stealthily, they stealthily got into somewhere. I snook. I, I snook. I'm going to say that now. I snooked right on in there. Um, I had to snook out of bed so, so I didn't that, wake him up. That's the highly, that's the highly, uh, highly realistic world that we're set in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, yeah, Zoe Saldana like gets gets them on side and joins their team. And yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan and her have a bit of a bit of a fling. Yeah, I was into that. And she gets them to steal a 
a hard drive mm-hmm. with all the information about Max's dealings on. Yeah, his snookings. And then they have to decrypt the hard drives. They go on a few different missions. Yeah. And then, plot twist, it's revealed <laughs> that she is the daughter of someone that I don't think we've mentioned yet. So this isn't really a plot twist because you didn't know it was coming. <laughs> but the mission they were on at the beginning originally was to assassinate this man. Yeah. And then they discovered they were going to like air, um, airstrike his base. But then they discovered there was loads of children in there. So they got the children out. But Jeffrey Dean Morgan went in, found the man and shot him in the head. So yeah. he's the one that killed this man. Pretend we said that about 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Pretend we said that key plot point 10 minutes ago. That man... <laughs> Is Zoe Saldana's father. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Imagine the shock of knowing that. Oh my God. So she's actually like against the team. Yeah. Oh, and also um, they're going to steal all of like his snooks. <laughs> but then Max, Max gets the drop on them mm-hmm. because Idris Elba's gone rogue. And he grabs I guess them up. Maybe, maybe that's foreshadowed because his name's Roke. Which is almost rogue. Oh, this just, that just came to me then. This film I'm just is like, so deep and clever. Multi-layered. There's multi-layered. layers. There's layers. The layers are there. The layers. <laughs> the layers, my layer. The layers are there. <laughs> and then, being completely honest with you, I can't remember how this film ends. Um, there's an explosion, a plane, um, Pooch breaks both his legs. No, he gets shot in the leg. Oh, they all get captured and you think it's over. Then Zoe Saldana does some shit and, uh, they blow up the plane that Idris Elba's driving. So he dies. That's it. Yeah. Uh, they managed to like clear their names somehow. I think. The only thing I properly remember is Pooch going back to America and his girlfriend's in labor with their baby. Yeah. Cause a, a plot point was that his wife was going to have a baby. And he nearly doesn't come on the last mission with them because he's going to go with his baby. And he's like, no, I'll back you up. And then it backfires because Idris Elba dobbed them in. Also, the least shocked reaction ever. She, Pooch's wife or whatever, thinks that he's dead. And then she's in hospital giving birth. And Pooch just walks through the door alive. And she's just like, what took you so long? I was like, you would be beside yourself, wouldn't you? Honestly. Fucking hell. Underreaction of the year. Well, not only that, (laughs) underreaction of having a baby acting. Yeah, she's just lying there. She's laying in bed, makeup done, hair perfect. (laughs) Yeah. She's surrounded by people, but nothing else is going on. Maybe she's breathing a little heavily. I don't know, but... She wasn't at all. She was just like, what took you so long? And then they set it up for a sequel... Because Max gets away and mm. Jeffrey Dean Morgan like is on the phone to him and he's like, we're going to get you, you son of a bitch. We'll get you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> we'll get you if it's the last thing I ever do. <laughs> Max, you son of a bitch. Can I oh, just and say... also in this oh, no, is, um, is the guy from Mindhunter again. Oh, yeah. For the, the, for the, the second old time. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy uh, him. Mm. Very he, he, samey. He's always in a, in a bit role, but... Classic. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say Jeffrey Dean Morgan is very underrated. I think he's really good. I like him a lot. He's had some iconic roles. He has. And what's funny is I hadn't seen him in anything since The Walking Dead. And then I went to see a film he was in at the cinema not two weeks ago. And he was a main character. And then who should appear in the podcast film of the week? 
Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Double right. bill. I was I, I was quite excited by it. I, I was. haven't seen him in anything since um since he was uh Thingy Wayne in Batman v Superman, Dawn of yeah. Justice. And I always he will always to me be Sam and Dean's father from Supernatural. That was the first thing I saw him in. Yeah. I think that was probably the first thing I saw him in, to be fair. But um, yeah. he was a main character in this film called The Unholy, which came out a few weeks ago, which obviously you wouldn't go and see because it's like devil possession and shit. It's a fucking horror film. Yeah, but I must be honest, I went to see this film thinking it was going to be crap. And then when I saw, I didn't know he was in it. And when I saw his face, I instantly felt, oh my God, it's going to be good because it's him. It wasn't good. It was really bad. And now I'm sad uh, because I just feel like Jeffrey D. Morgan can only seem to get a lead role when it's like a naff film otherwise he's mm. just like a side character that makes me quite sad because i do feel the man deserves a lead role in a good film he's in watchmen who's in watchmen the, he's the comedian in watchmen fuck he is he <laughs> is isn't he i haven't seen that since i was the, about the 14 is, so i've got like a list of of all the superhero films that the cast of this film have been in oh okay or all the comic book properties that's good so um it's jeffrey dean morgan zoe saldana chris evans holt McCallany, who is the guy from Mindhunter, yep. and Idris Alba have all yep. starred in other comic book properties. Morgan, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, was in uh, Watchmen, Batman yep. v Superman, The Walking Dead, and uh, I think I read somewhere else that he was in Jonah Hex as well, which I've is a DC property. I've not seen it, but I believe you. Uh, but that's not listed in this list. But there you go. Uh, Zoe Saldana... Obviously, Obvs. as we're going to know, is uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. <laughs> they list all of them. <laughs> this must be old, actually, because it says Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but she's also in Infinity War and Endgame. Idri- uh, Holt McCallany is in Justice League as a yeah. burglar. He's in like the first scene. Not not Zack Snyder's Justice League, though. He's not in that cut. Oh, man. Uh, and then Idris Elba is in the Thor films... And Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. Oh. Uh, Chris Evans. Buckle, What's he in? I've never heard of him. Buckle up, bitches. <laughs> so Chris Evans is in. In fact, they've missed some here. But he's in the Captain America films. Of the two Fantastic Four films. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Avengers films. Uh, Spider-Man, Homecoming. Oh, yeah. Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I didn't know that. He, yeah, he's Casey Jones in it. Guy with the hockey mask. I don't remember it. Um, and Push, as well as Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer, that's a so really good one. He's got a quite extensive um, superhero comic book filmography. He loves the comics, does our Christopher. And then just a little bit of co-starring. Oh, isn't it weird how Hollywood works? So Saldana and Idris Elba star together in this film. Mm-hmm. Then again, four months later, in Takers. Mm. So we'll probably be watching that next week. That's next week, yeah. And Star Trek Beyond six years later. God, uh, we found that, didn't we, with Robert Pattinson? We yeah. found that all of all of the casts ended up cropping up repeatedly. And then all three of those people, so Idris Elba, Zoe Saldana and Chris Evans, mm-hmm. are all part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all appearing in Infinity War. Aw, 
It's like a little family. Um, unfortunately, Idris Elba dies in that film. Spoiler. But, you know, there we go. <laughs> you meant to say spoiler before you say the spoiler. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, Loki dies. Spoiler. And uh, have I got it right yet? No. Um, oh, shit. Shit. Should we give this a rating then? Yeah. So I think um, it gets a... oh. Tom, would you like to explain the it's rating system? It's been a bloody while since we've done this, isn't it? Bloody hell. Oh, it is, you know. it is. Uh, so, before Emma rudely forgot the format. I am so sorry. Um, we've yet to tell you what our rating system is. So here at Honor Roll, we have a rating system based on our actor's name. So when we did Robert the Patty Pattinson, it was a pat on the back or a shat on the back. Pat being positive, shat being negative. Mm-hmm. When it was... Ryan the Goosey Gosling, it was a Lucy Goosey or a Juicy Goosey. Lucy being the negative, Juicy being the positive. We should always be juicy. Remember that, <laughs> boys and girls. And with Zoe Saldana, there's a multitude of options. Too is many, it Zoe if Saldana? you ask me. Nah, Zoe Saldana. Yeah! <laughs> Let's go, E Saldana, or no E Saldana. Uh-huh. It's Zoke or... Zo Zoe no way something like that one. something like that something like that it's something it's like not. that it? anyway how are you feeling about this badger um this badger is gonna get a cheeky little let's go Isaldana let's go Isaldana well I texted you saying this film was robbed of a sequel it was I would genuinely love to see a sequel I would so yeah I'd I'd give it a let's go Isaldana. I really well. enjoyed it. It it was it was good. It was a good classic action film. That's what I wanted. I, I wouldn't go as far as to say it was classic. Mm. I think it, I think it, there's a little bit of trash in there. Oh yeah, but most classic of, action films are uh, trash. Mm, it, it's not. I wouldn't say it's the same caliber as your classic, but I mean it's, it's not, not. It's no Rambo, is it? It's no Rambo it's not, Four. It's not the the. The Arnold Schwarzenegger mm. bicep flex um, predator moment. Oh, God, you know what no. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair There's enough. There's not enough homoerotica, I feel. Mm. It was very straight. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Give, it, give it a watch if you want. Yeah, it's Losers. on Amazon? It's on Amazon Prime, correct. It's on Amazon yeah. Prime, so go and put your eyeballs onto it and see if you like it. So, we'll move on now. To finally, in fact, to burning palms. Palms. Um, what's the concept of this one, Emma? The concept. Well, I what don't. What a concept! I don't think I could even answer what the bloody concept is, but it's yet another. We've had quite a few of these from from Zoe and a couple of our actors actually. Um, it's like. Zoe's done a fair few of these. It's several stories of different characters in little short films, all like they they don't relate to each other really. Like all the different short films, I don't think they're all just fucking dark and weird. There's five of them, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. This is what this is what the Wikipedia page has to say. Okay. The film explores satires of Angelino stereotypes which are told Whoops. through five interlacing stories. So they're Los Angeles stereotypes. Oh, right. Sorry, really? Five interlacing stories. I think possibly the only one I saw was in one one of them 
a girl goes to a chemist mm. and the girl being served in front of her is the girl from the first story. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't call it interlaced. It was no six degrees, was it? Like, if we're no. being honest. Can I just say, by the way, I have spent so much time thinking about six degrees since I watched it. Like, I know I like You're made the a biggest bit- fan. You know, I know I made a bit of a joke about it when we watched it, but I think it did genuinely affect me on some level. And like... That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. When I, you know, when I see the actors and other things, I go, oh my God, it's... I can't remember any of their names. You and but... Six Degrees are just like, you're like this. I'm, you, for, the, for the listener, I'm crossing, crossing fingers. my fingers. <laughs> that's, that's me on top. That's um, me on top. Correct. So, yeah. I mean, it's got a good cast. Oh, the cast is cast. amazing. It's, it's an all right cast. Rosamund so Pike was a treat there's for some, me. There's Huge some, fan. There's some recognisable names in there. Yeah, Rosamund Pike being one of yeah. them. Second return of Anson Mount as well mm-hmm. from Crossroads. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we'll just go through each story, shall we? <laughs> the, I have so many notes on the first one because it genuinely disturbed me so much. So I've got I've got the the names of each one because each one's got a name. It's also interestingly told in a comic book format. Yeah, like that e- <laughs> that was so uncalled for, wasn't it? The each, comic book graphics. Each story, it, like the film, opens with a comic book flying on the. And, a cartoon comic book. Yeah, not a real on one. Landing on the ground and op- called Burning Palms flicks open to the first story and goes into like a comic book panel and then each story ends. It's like a freeze frame and then it'll zoom out onto the comic, won't it? Yeah, and you'll see like different sc- snapshots of each bit of the story and it's just very strange. I just want to so- say off the bat, this whole film made me feel disgusting. Like, I hated it. <laughs> I really it's, hated it. it so... If it's a, I guess it says it's a satire, but it it wasn't funny. What was satirizing? What was funny about it? So yeah, the first the first story is called the Green Eyed Monster. <laughs> Emma, I'll let you explain what the fuck this is about. I really don't want to, but okay. So this is about a dad who is um, Dylan McDermott from American Horror Story season one. He's also the dad in that, and I really like him because he's really hot. But after watching this. Don't like him anymore. Um, So this one is about him, the dad, who has a teenage daughter. Is she meant to be 15? Something something? like that, 14, 15. And he has a new... Certainly, I mean, not appropriate for anyone to be behaving this way. No, she's young. I think she's meant to be 15. And he comes home with his new, like, really serious long-term partner, who is Rosamund Pike, and introduces her to his daughter, um, and they're engaged and it's like, oh, hey, like new, new stepmom kind of thing. Um, and anyway, so Rosamund Pike moves in with the dad and the teenage daughter and it becomes very apparent very quickly that dad and daughter are way too close. And I mean, like kissing on the lips, grinding on each other in the club the kind f- of close. The first thing he says to her is something about how much her boobs have grown. Yeah, she's like, Daddy, my boobs are so big now. And he's like, oh, yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. Mm. And there's and there's a scene where, like, it's gotten... It's it's already really creepy at this point, and it feels like Dad wants to put all his attention onto his kid, not his fiance. And there's a scene where Rosamund Pike goes outside to, like, bring them some juice or something. Oh and God. 15-year-old daughter just has her tits fully out, and Dad's just like... They're just hanging out and she's basically naked. And Rosamund Pike is like, what the fuck? And runs back inside. And when she says it's weird, he's like, stop acting so jealous. You're being weird. But the way they act 
is like they're together and her the daughter is constantly are you fucking the dad isn't she and like being mm, really like so uncomfortable mm, daddy one of my comments is no this is so creepy help me and then kid and dad trying to shag question mark my first my first one my first <laughs> note was commenting on his daughter's boobs question mark question mark then uh then is he fucking his daughter yeah yeah that's what but, i put but like this was before like any like before rosamund pike had made any like assertions to the father i was like what is going on this yeah. is so uncomfortable and strange it's it's horrid it's actually and horrid. Then she has a boy she gets like a boy round, doesn't she and they're like having sex in the room next door and she, rosamund pike can just hear it going on and yeah it's really loud like screamy sex and it's just horrible um and then at one point it's just rosamund pike and the daughter and they're trying to like bond a bit and she asks, like, what happened with the mom? And it turns out mom had killed herself by slitting her wrist. We probably should have put trigger one in at the start of that. Yeah, Again, yeah. after the fact, not very helpful. But um, anyway, yeah. And the daughter's just kind of like, eh. Like, she doesn't give a shit at all that her mom killed herself. It like, doesn't even phase her. And yeah. Rosamund Pike is just like, okay, that's fucking weird. Well, and then Rosamund Pike... She does the same thing. Ends up slitting her own wrists, trigger warning. Yeah. Again, sorry. <laughs> we, we are so good at this. Um, And that's just how it ends. It just drives her insane. And she, she is driven to herself. the point of suicide because her fiancé and his daughter basically are shagging. <laughs> yeah. It's just so weird. I mean, all of the stories in this are weird and just some of them quite offensive. Yeah, really offensive. So we'll move on to the second story. Called I can't this deal with this piggy. one. <laughs> I can't deal with right. this one. <laughs> so this is a girl is asked to, and this is how it's described on the like synopsis, agrees to participate in an unconventional sex act <laughs> with her boyfriend. Now, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm trying to very carefully around how I word this. <laughs> the, I don't think unconventional is the correct way to describe this. No. But so he asks her <laughs> to shove her finger up his ass. Yeah, I don't think that's that bad. You know, people have been there. It's just, just a, yeah, just a up the ass. Anyway, this freaks <laughs> this freaks her out. Yeah. Right. And she becomes obsessed with the fact that her finger smells like feces. <laughs> to the point that she, she like goes insane. She goes yeah. insane. Yeah. And is like scrubbing her finger. It's like red raw. Oh, and it's then so gross. She decides that the way to stop it is to cut her finger off. <laughs> um, and she ends up in a mental asylum. <laughs> with one finger missing. I've got to give it to this film. That one, while it did make me feel disgusting, it did make me laugh, whereas the first one didn't at all. Like, what? <laughs> like, I guess that's to the point of, like, just absurdity. <laughs> that, like, what? what is going on? It's just the way it starts with, like, them on a date in a restaurant and her boyfriend is flirting with the waitress and looking at her so tits. I thought, I thought the whole thing was going to be about, like, jealousy. Yeah, me too. Because she's like, she's like insecure about him looking at the. Yeah, she's like, oh, you like girls with big boobs. I don't have big boobs and all this shit. Yeah. Um, But then it quickly went off the rails. 
they, they, they all go off the rails. I'm just it's not, remembering It's not even explicitly stated that that's what he wants, I don't think, is it? Because it took me like... Can I just say as well, all of these were way too long. Oh my God, weren't they? The one that felt the longest for me was, I think, the third one. So like... But they were all way too long. So with, with like after sex and stuff, they were all about, what, like 10, 15 minutes long? They were short and, and they felt, They felt like nice contained scenes. Yeah. Whereas these are like 25 minutes, 30 minutes <laughs> each, and they fucking drag. Like you could you could cut them short by a good five, 10 minutes, I'd say. I felt like I was going insane with her, with the poo finger. <laughs> like, but it's just so overdone to like, like we get it. Mm-hmm. She She thinks she smells... In fact, She's the only insane. one that didn't feel too long was the first one. Like, I I almost she felt know, like... I felt that one was did too Did you? Long. Yeah. I think I was morbidly enjoying it, whereas the, the rest of wasn't. The only one that felt short to me was the one that Zoe's in. And that's the last <laughs> one. And that's what we came for. Oh, God. Um. So, yeah, she, that's, <laughs> that's that one. She goes insane because she's got poo on her finger. <laughs> oh, my God, there's a disgusting bit. No, there's a disgusting bit. Oh, <laughs> Well, she like she goes insane in a nightclub or something, and she runs away, and then she meets a like homeless lady, and the homeless <laughs> oh, lady's yeah. got a poo- got a pooey finger, and he's like jabbing her with it or something. Oh, I just remember that. And she's like, "I know what you did," <laughs> and she's like just covered in poo. <laughs> oh, oh my! You'll float poo. You'll float poo. Very, very oh, funny. Good. Very funny. There's a poo pun in there somewhere. I know how you love a poo pun. <laughs> I was going to say a poon, but that doesn't really work. A pee pee. A pee pee. Uh, so yeah, that that's that's that one. Nothing more needs to be said. Uh, next one's called Buyer's Remorse. Th- this this uh, this was might be the most offensive awful. one. Awful, <laughs> like really bad. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> it's really bad. So this one, <laughs> that is just so many problems with this. I mean, yeah, it's bad. So there's there's a gay couple. A very Hollywood gay couple, aren't A very they? Hollywood gay couple. Yeah. One of them, but also extremely stereotypical. This is what's wrong with this. Is what's yeah. Bad with this. The, the, racial, the racial stereotypes, the like just societal stereotypes. I mean, I guess, I guess I did say at the beginning it's based on stereotypes. So mm. I don't know. But one of them, Anson Mount, is like very straight laced. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess they'd say preppy. Is that the right word? Yeah. Preppy's a good word for it. And then the his partner is like a bit... A bit rough a bit and tumble. A bit more macho, a bit <laughs> rough and tumble. Yeah. And also promiscuous. Yeah. And takes drugs. Just a naughty boy. Anyway, they want to have a child, so mm-hmm. they want to adopt a child. But they... Mm-hmm apparently illegally adopt because they pay someone like a lot of money for this child yeah and don't they specify that they want an african kid for some reason yeah they mention like madonna or angelina or something yeah and then they're like talking about how african they want the child to be Mm. and there's one of them does an impression oh it's bad uh (laughs) so anyway this child arrives and she doesn't speak at all yeah, she's a full-on mute. Inter- they can't get her to interact. And then they're at a fucking birth... No, not even a birthday party. It's just a party to celebrate them getting this child. Yeah. And she's not said a word. She's not interacted with anyone. And then there's like a ferret climbing up a wall or something. And then <laughs> bongo drums start playing. 
and the girl oh. like picks up something and like like spears sc- it like screams at it doing like a war cry and sp- throws a spear and spears it against the wall because you know she's from africa and that's what all africans do like <laughs> oh my god i can't do you know what? i'd actually forgot about that part like and until so, now anyway they decide that it's too much for them or one of them one the the more rough and tumble one doesn't really care about the kid and anson mounts out and he wants to go to an s&m dungeon because that's what all gays do yeah of course they're sexually perverse Definitely. In the opinion of the film, not in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, N- note For, the sarcasm. Just in case anyone... Crops that wants out. ...wants to clip that quote. Um, <laughs> and he takes crystal meth, or he leaves some crystal meth in the car and the girl takes it, so she's, like, tripping out. So yeah. they decide that it's too much for them. Um, so they go and leave her in the forest. And they're like, it's okay, you'll survive. It's just, it'll just be like being at home or something like that. Words to that effect. That's the sentiment <laughs> it's, anyway. It's fucking awful like Um, it's it's at the point where it's like it's not funny and you can't try and act like you're being ironic because it's it's so bad it's just blatant yeah especially when this was written and directed by a white man like come on stop it and then so that's that one the less said about that the better really Mm mm-hmm Oh my, I've just remembered what the next one is. The fourth one is called Kangaroo Court or something. <laughs> and it's like a load of rich boys. Yeah, like little snotty 10-year-old boys. And they've got, they're just little shits to their maids and housekeepers. Mm-hmm. And there's like a hippie, like, babysitter or something. Yeah. She, she talks to one of the maids. One of the maids has like lost a child and she keeps... The umbilical cord of the dead child. That's, I mean, each like, to their own, but that's she pretty like gross. prays over it, and then it go, it disappears, and she blames the little shit of a kid. Yeah, and he decides to hold a trial to find out who did it, and then there's another ra- racial stereotype because there's an Asian character that works for him, and he doesn't speak a word of English, so he does an impression of him. And oh like, my does... god, I forgot about that. With the, he doesn't he like pull his eyes back? Yeah, yeah. All oh, sorts. it's bad. And also, the, the another stereotype is like a crazy Hispanic maid yeah. who like is just acting weird, like it's just yeah. typical. And it basically transpires that he did steal the umbilical cord, yeah, to trick her into creating the scenario so that he could expose her because she's a crazy bitch who killed her child because because her boyfriend cheated on her. Her or boyfriend something. cheated on her. Something so to like punish that. him, she killed her own baby, which is just. Yeah. Insane. Just they're just not fun. No, like, <laughs> nothing fun. Give me a bit of. I mean, maybe this is like maybe if you live in LA, maybe this is like oh my god, I know these people. Like by this to point, an extreme, I felt beat down, and I was like, it can't get worse. And then <laughs> <laughs> we come to Zoe Saldana's story, Man Eater. Trigger warning. Tri- big trigger warning. S A and the R word, people. We've we've remembered this time. Yeah, for the last four. Sorry, but this one we remembered. <laughs> the last four are on us. But, um, <laughs> Jesus. So Christ. this one started, and this should indicate to you <laughs> the tone of the film mm-hmm. that I didn't un- I didn't register what was happening, and this was my. This is my first note. Oh on this God! One. Stop. What? So it opens with Zoe Saldana 
clearly being humped by a man wearing a mask. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, they're just some people that are into some weird sex stuff. So I no. put, oh, sad mask sex for Zoe. <laughs> My next note, trigger warning, was, oh, she was raped. Yeah, it wasn't sad mask sex. Uh, so he, like, leaves and then, yeah, it becomes apparent that it was, in fact... He's like a home invader rape. and, yeah, he assaults her and... Yeah, it's not obvious, is it? Like, But I clearly wasn't in the headspace for that to even register. I just thought, oh, another weird sex thing. Yeah, because okay. there's been so many already, like Poo Finger and the yeah. BDSM and stuff. Poo Finger! Poo Finger! Um, um, yeah, oh, it's dear. so fucked. What? So what happens? She That happens she, to her. She discovers she, his wallet. Yeah, she gets up, pours herself a juice... And then she's tidying up and she finds his wallet under the sofa. So you're thinking, oh, yeah, she's found his Justice. wallet. She can go turn him into the police. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. She tracks him down to give him his wallet back. And it's super sinister because you're like, is she going to fucking like kill him? Or it, like, what's going on? And it like slowly transpires that she's just like trying to hang out. <laughs> Yeah, so and she's trying like to get this him to do it again. She's this really timid character, isn't she? And yeah, like, I guess huge bit, librarian energy, like to an extreme though. Yeah, like, she's very uptight and buttoned down and yeah, um, reserved mm-hmm. and does the same things every day and yeah, yeah, as yeah. a routine. And she goes and speaks to him, and he, she's like, "I've got your wallet." Mm-hmm. And then and he's like he, panicking, like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" He's like, "Shit, my number's up." And then, and then yeah. she's like, "If you come come for me, a meal with me, I'll give you your wallet back." Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Okay," so he's like shitting it. And then she's like, "Oh, so I didn't bring it with me. It's at my apartment. Come back with me to my apartment." And then, yeah, he she wants him to rape her again. Um, it's very and strange. he does, uh, he does, and uh, she seems sad but happy by this. I don't know. She's a troubled young lady. <laughs> yeah. And the scene where she's asked him to come for food and they're just in like a diner and she's just like telling him her life story. <laughs> it's just so uncomfortable. But I was kind of enjoying her acting quite a lot. Yeah, in that. Like, she was good I in the role. The way she was speaking was making me laugh. Um, that was the only one that made me titter. Just a little bit. A little titter. A little titter, but yeah... Um, really fucked up. I was like, I feel filthy after watching this. Filthy. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a weird one. Every single one was awful in different ways. So messed up. Like, I just don't see the point. Like, genuinely, I'm not, I'm I'm rarely one of them people that watches a film and go, I just don't get it. Like, I just don't see the point. But Maybe that, to roast, roast the LA elite. But I don't know. It seemed to be... Seemed to be punching down on, on a few stereotypes on like and victim, people. It, it was pun- it was punching down on like, SA victims, black people, yeah. like literally suicidal people. Like it didn't feel like it was doing anything, like, like yeah, clever. Have a stereotype and a satire of like, the rich white kids that are pricks. Yeah, but don't then have a crazy Hispanic stereotype who killed a child. And she's mm-hmm. actually the bad person mm-hmm. in the situation. Exactly. 
um yeah did you read any of the reviews and like critical no no i I read um it was just on the wikipedia because apparently the reception for the film was so like largely bad someone said it was one of the most offensive movies i've seen in the past decade and um andrew schenker of slant magazine gave the film half a star writing um landon's deeply cynical method is to conjure up the most apparent corners of humanity and then wallow around in his self-created muck looking to scavenge what little scraps of humor he can find <laughs> is pretty if that's savage. not a, if that's not a ringing endorsement this is how i then... felt okay this one is exactly how i felt it says if there's a legitimate point to this film then i've missed it i was distracted by how in your face the story was at all times all but begging us to be offended by its crassness and politically incorrect content watching this film is a miserable experience and almost all of the characters are despicable even ones we're supposed to care about are incredibly annoying (laughs) which is probably like zoe's character who's just like super annoying and then there's there's one more for the end this is peter de bruges for variety the most shocking thing about attention-seeking satire burning palms isn't its irreverent treatment of incest, shame, same-sex parenting and rape, but rather how little impact any of these elements have on the audience. Making his directorial debut, screenwriter Chris Landon struggles so mightily to offend that he forgets to supply a rooting interest in his characters. Wow. Eat shit, Chris Landon, you suck. <laughs> well, that said, you would give it a rating. <laughs> One half a star. Jesus, <laughs> uh, just just a burning pile of shit. Um, but, but yeah, I completely agree. Burning this is poop. Zoe Sardan. Fuck off, me. <laughs> burning poop. Yeah, <laughs> fuck this shit. I hated uh, it. Yeah, not good. And so long. So long. So long. Do you want to know the worst part? I watched this on my second monitor while I was at work at my professional government job and it felt so wrong <laughs> i mean i was sending emails like this feels like really inappropriate to well, be watching there's a man a doing a fucking horrible stereotype of a african child <laughs> oh my god yeah red flag don't Not ever good. watch this film go watch losers instead yeah or or literally <laughs> literally anything, anything. yeah oh, can i tell you what i didn't even talk about it at the beginning go on yeah, I was going to tell you what I did in uh, two weeks off, and oh, it, okay. it was just it was just watch Bo Burnham, watch that instead. Yeah, watch that, you'll love it. I mean, watch that instead of anything else because it's so <laughs> yeah. fucking good. But like that, the ending of that's depressing. But watching but this film something. is even more depressing. Bo Burnham just, inside is depressing, but it's like also uplifting at the same time. In a way that makes you feel good about feeling shit. Yeah, the way it makes you feel. Wow, I'm not alone. Yeah. And it's all going to be fine. Anyway, I've got far more to say on that subject, but I feel like it's not appropriate now. <laughs> no. Um, so <laughs> let's go on then to the official Zoe Saldana ranking. Let's do it. Shall I remind you of the top five? Please do. How would you like me to do so? Have you got any voices? Oh, Christ. <laughs> um, do your best Idris Elba's bad American accent. Right. That's so going to be tough, but try just it. Just a bad American just accent. Just a bad American accent, yeah. Do an American so accent. So I'll just like do an... my American accent then. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. He's going to go to New York. I know he is. 
caught in 4K. Um, <laughs> not only because <laughs> the first film <laughs> in a number five <laughs> is Shannon Stage. In number four is Get Over It. In <laughs> <And> number three <laughs> is The Avatar. <laughs> It's just like a Bostonian accent. Bostonian. And number two, it's Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. And then number one, it's Star Trek. Wow. Wow. How was that? I, I hated it. How was that bad Americano? <laughs> it was awful. Perfect. It's just what I ordered. Yeah. Where are we <laughs> going to stick the losers? Honest to God, The Losers is top five for me. Yeah? Yeah. Better than uh, Bloody Get Over It. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, not better than Avatar, though, is it? Oh, no, God, no. No, 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 oh, no, no. Fuck no, that, no. son. Fuck that for a game of soldiers. <laughs> um, and it's quite prescient considering we we're talking about The Losers. Um, <laughs> and then where are we going to put Burning Palms at the bottom? Yes, thank you. <laughs> Yep. Yep, 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 yep. That's going to be at the bottom forever. Right. No, that's that. Um, Nothing could be worse than that, honest to God. That is our ranking. I think that's probably the quickest one that we've ever done. I love a quick rank. (laughs) Have a quick rank, son. Uh, Lovely. So shall we then, in fact, go on to... Yes. Would you like to explain what Zoe Monroe is? I can't remember what the score was, but um, yeah, I'll it's explain first. All. It's four all. Four yeah. all? Yeah. Oh, that means we both got four. Yeah. I was like, what? Um, all have four. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> anyway, Zoe Monroe is our segment where I give Tom three quotes and he has to guess who said what. Was it Zoe Saldana or was it Marilyn Monroe? That's the game. It's very simple. Play along at home. You'll have fun. Promise. It's simple, but secretly very tricky. Uh-huh. Right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Quote number one. A child speaks more sense than an adult half the time. Marilyn Monroe. It was Zoe Saldana. Fuck you, Zoe. Oh, snap. <laughs> quote number two. I was so, I was so confident. I was so quote, confident. I quote thought, number I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to go with the gut. Right, try again. You'll be fine. You ready? <sighs> quote number two. Here it goes. Okay. Fear is stupid. So are regrets. Zoe Saldana. <laughs> it was Marilyn Monroe. I'm going to fucking... Trigger warning. <laughs> um, so I, number three, then. Let me get some redemption. Number three. Dogs never bite me, just humans. Zoe Saldana. It was Marilyn. My head's <laughs> gone. Face. I've had two weeks off. My head's gone. He's lost his head. So that's five for tout moi. Thank you for playing. Fucking... All of the fucking shit. You don't want to play this shit game anyway. It is deceptively hard. Oh, God. Right. Well, that's the end. <laughs> Thank it's the end God. of the show. 
if you've enjoyed, then please um, give us a rating and maybe a review on Apple Podcasts or... I was going to say Spotify, but we know from previous correspondence that you cannot leave a review or yeah, a rating we learned, on Spotify. We learn the hard way. We learn so you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, give us a rating. Or tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell a stranger in the street. Tell your friends. Uh, if you want to contact us... If you want to let us know about if you've watched any of the films that we've spoken about this week, if you just want to like tell us how you're feeling, tell us about your yeah. life. Yeah. We just need we just need interaction, just human interaction with someone. Make us not feel alone. Please God. In the world. Um then you can do so. How can they do that, Emma? You could do that on Twitter at Honor Roll Pod. You could send us a twit. Um you could go to Instagram at Honor Roll Pod and send us a gram. You could email us on a rollpod at gmail.com. You go to our website on a rollpod.com and find all those links there. And yeah, send us something sexy. Send us, send us abuse whoa, for a week. What? Just, I feel like we need to clarify. <laughs> we are not soliciting indecent images there, just for the record. I said sexy, not indecent, like just a shoulder. Oh, you're talking tasteful. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. If they're tasteful, tasteful, that's fine. Knock yourself out. If, no full frontal. If they're tasteful and you're of age, <laughs> go. More importantly, yeah, yeah. Then do it's your body. Do what you want. <laughs> We've got to a weird place. This <laughs> might get cut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we'll we'll see you next week. I should probably tell you what Oi. we're gonna watch next week. What are we gonna watch next? I will tell you once <laughs> I've got open my spreadsheet. Oh, um, I liked that. Tell you what, I'm a fucking genius. So, as previously hinted, we'll be watching Takers, which I believe stars Idris Elba. Hopefully, doing a more convincing accent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. colombiana and the words one of them i'm really excited for i think it's the first one with paul walker takers mm. i think it's got paul walker in it oh which i'm doing, excited about doing some like walking him. so it's um, important absolutely appalling walking <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 oh somebody stop us <laughs> Somebody stop me. Somebody stop me. <laughs> um, oh, God. Okay. Fucking hell. Well, you should, probably should stop. Yeah, let's wrap um, this up. So we'll see you next week. Have um, fun. Have a nice week. Have a good one. If I don't see you in the week, <laughs> I'll see you at the weekend. I don't. What's that quote <laughs> from Truman Show? Oh, I don't know. Oh. Uh, it's in know. there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, bye. Good God, we're out of practice of this. Jesus Christ. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.